Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Well, what if God answered every prayer we prayed instantly? Well, then there'd be no need for persistence in our prayer. There would be no need to keep on praying. You know how we would treat God if that happened? Like a vending machine. Thanks, God. Thanks, God. Thanks, God. Thanks, God. And we'd miss out in the greatest, absolutely purpose of prayer. Write it down. What is the purpose of prayer? Consistent, persistent praying allows each of us to know God. Do you remember the kind of prayers you prayed as a kid? Aren't you glad most of those weren't answered? As adults, we're usually glad that prayers we pray now aren't answered exactly how we'd hoped they would be. As Pastor Mark continues his teaching on the Lord's Prayer, we will gain insight about how we should pray. He will be emphasizing that what matters for us is our attitude towards God when praying and that our primary desire is for God's will to be done. Even though it's difficult, we need to put aside our own expectations and allow God to work His will in our lives. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark with part two of his message, Learning to Trust All God's Answers to Our Prayers. So I just encourage you, you can ask. He loves to minister to us in those kind of situations. Next thing you see here, what does asking mean? Asking simply means this. It shows that we're dependent on God. See, I can't provide everything I need. Remember the disciples' prayer? Give us today our daily bread, the stuff we need for life. You and I were never, ever created to do life alone. So every time we pray, we're reminded that like Adam and Eve, when they were created, they were doing life with God every day. That's the only way they could. They didn't know what to do. And you and I don't know what to do. So that that praying is, is simply this. God, I need your help. Next one is S. Seek. Write it down like this. Seek. Seek God's will and direction. God is wise. You see, God's will for us is simply better than any of our plans. I need to know God's will. Last week when we learned the prayer, Jesus said this, your kingdom come, your will be done. Prayer is all about discovering what God wants us to do, and then we do it. Seeking means we trust all of God's answers when he gives them to us. Now think about this in seeking. 
Look at 139. Look how amazing God is. You chart the path ahead of me and tell me where to stop and rest. Every moment, you know where I am. Where will you be tomorrow? In 30 days. I don't know. I'm planning. Planning's good. I'm already planning for the new series. I'll announce that in a few weeks. You're going to be excited. You're going to love the new series because it's so timely for where we're at. God's just been speaking to me. We're going to take a little break in the book of Luke, and I'm going to go somewhere else. I'll tell you later. The next thing is, do you even know what's going to happen tomorrow? No, I don't. I'm planning for it, but I don't know. But God knows. He knows everything. So when you think about that, his will, why am I going to seek God's will? Because God is, he's a good, good father, and he's wise. He knows things you and I simply don't know. Remember, our lives are the sum of our choices, good or best. I want God's best choice in my life. Now, remember, he's wise. Many times we think we know the will of God. And we've discovered it isn't really good. We were wrong. You know the story, and I'll tell you the second part of it. Many, many years ago when we didn't have a building, we were moving everywhere. Some of the elders and I, we, we looked at a few blessed places. We prayed. We thought it was God's will. We found this place on NASA. We went out there, and it was a building, and nobody was there. So we were going we to buy the building because we thought, man, that's a perfect place. We were running about 200 people or whatever. We think that's going to be perfect. We have room to grow to 400 or whatever. Just see what God can do and be excited. So I went one day with a check from the office for the down payment. And I walked in and I said to the real estate guy, here's my check. He says, well, what property are you talking about? He looked it up. Oh, that property? No, we sold it last week. Driving home, I had a little talk with God. It wasn't a happy talk. Now, God, we chose this. We prayed about it. That's your will. Well, when I got home, he took me behind the barn. He did all the talking. Plus something else he did to me. <laughs> you know about a warm bottoms like? I had a warm bottom. I had a warm bottom all over. And eventually I realized what I thought was God's will wasn't at all God's will. That's why you're here this morning. Because eventually he led us to this land. And two weeks ago, or a week ago, I can't remember, we heard the real story of this land. I have to tell it to you this morning. Now remember... We thought we were doing right, but God corrected us. Why did he correct us? Because we could have never grown like this there. He knew it was just not right. When we finally bought this property, I won't go through all of that. It was like steps, steps, steps from God, miracles, miracles, miracles. When we bought it, we started building. Of course, then we had to build right away and other stuff. And when we, when we did this, we knew it was a gift from God. It, it, it just proved itself over and over. Well, this week, uh, last week, whatever, all the different land is selling over here. New homes, divisions going in. See, when we bought this, it was a cow pasture. There was no police department. There was no library. There was none of this stuff. There was a little school over here they were building. That's it. And then we discovered this week, I did from the realtor who, who sold us this land. He said, you don't know, but this land that you're on was supposed to be the school that's back here, the second school. West Melbourne had already identified it because they wanted both schools on Minton. But what happened is when they got ready to buy this land, there was an eagle in the tree. This is a true story. I just heard it. 
And then when God said, this is the land, he said to the eagle, take a fly. And the eagle left and we bought the property. I'm serious. He directs every step and the eagle. I mean, he just, he just does. We're here. His will is always better than our will. Always. Don't mistrust God. Even if you have to wait. You can get angry with him. But you're going to the shed if you do. Now, the last one is knock. Here it is. Determination. Keep praying. Why? Because nothing is impossible with God. God is able. Do you think the wisdom of our elder board and me could have picked this land knowing that? We'd have been so afraid of it. Forget it. Move away somewhere. No, God knew exactly what he was doing. And it's the same for your life and my life. Remember the questions we started with at the beginning? What if God answered all our prayers with yes and gave us everything we asked for? Well, what if God answered every prayer we prayed instantly? Well, then there'd be no need for persistence in our prayer. There would be no need to keep on praying. You know how we would treat God if that happened? Like a vending machine. Thanks, God. Thanks, God. Thanks, God. Thanks, God. And we'd miss out in the greatest, absolutely purpose of prayer. Write it down. What is the purpose of prayer? Consistent, persistent praying allows each of us to know God. See, God didn't make us robots. God created each of us to have an ongoing personal relationship with him. He he loves to hear us. He loves to interact with us. He wants us to talk back to him. And we listen to what God says. You can't know someone unless you communicate with them. Prayer is that mode of communication. Now, why did Jesus say we have to be persistent in our prayers? Keep on asking, keep on seeking, keep on knocking. Because he knows we're selfish. He knows we can kind of go off and do our independent thing ourselves. He knows we can't do life without him. But sometimes we think we can. So God designed the key to knowing and communicating him. And he is the only one that knows what's best for you and what's best for me. Be communicating with him. Now, when we think about all this in our lives, there's some amazing things that I want you to think about. This this promise that comes from Jesus tells us, uh, well, this next promise is, It's misunderstood in our universe. Look at verse 10. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Notice, Jesus said, if we're persistent in our prayers, if we only keep on asking, seeking, and knocking, he gives us an amazing promise. Now look at that verse. How much is everyone? It's everyone. It's everyone. And here's the issue. The promise is made to who? Everyone. No, you have to understand the context. The context, who is Jesus teaching at this time? He's teaching only his disciples. He's not teaching unbelievers. You see, the disciples understood that prayer was connected with the will of God. Not our will, 
the will of God. They heard Jesus many times say, I came to this earth not to do my will, but his will. So this promise, which is fantastic, everyone that prays will get an answer. Every Christian that prays will get an answer. Not an unbeliever. They don't have that relationship. God's sovereign. Sometimes he's gracious, obviously. But this is for you and I. Now, when you think about that, how do I know this? Well, when he talked to his disciples, one day Jesus said this. If you're going to follow me, if you really want to follow me, you have to deny self. Well, what is self? It's what I want. No, it's not about what you want. It's not about you. You have to deny self. You have to take up your cross. Now, we learned what the cross was. A cross is this, God's will and my will. Whose wins? God's will. So see, this prayer is not, it is connected with the will of God. And then he said, then you can follow me. A lot of people, when they read that verse, it's connected with a false doctrine that we see a lot on television, especially Christian channels. It's called the prosperity doctrine. You can ask God for anything. You demand it, actually. Absol healing. You'll heal me, God. I know you heal me. And when you're not healed, they will say to you, it's your problem. It's your faith. It's your faith. God heals everybody. That's a lie. Then they'll say, you can have anything you want. Drive the best car, the best home. You're going to be a rich person because Jesus was rich. Jesus was not rich. So what does that, if you take that verse, everyone, and it means you can get whatever you ask for is yours. What does that look like? Well, it looks like this. <laughs> Do you think I have a blank check with God? That I can actually put in there whatever I want, and Jesus has already signed it for me. Well, Pastor Mark, that's what that verse says. That is not what that verse says. I must pray in the will of God. Because the will of God is the only thing that's guarding me safely. Remember, as you think about that, and you look at that blank check, it, it, it wouldn't be good for us. This verse does not mean we receive whatever we want in prayer. All we know is that if we ask and seek and knock, it, we will not do that to change God's mind, but to change my mind into the will of God. God promises to answer all our prayers with what's best for us. Now, here's the summary, so write it down. A-S-K, ask, seek, knock. Learning to trust all God's answers to our prayers. See, there's nothing impossible with God. This is not a, a lottery chance when I pray. It's discerning the will of God. God, what do you want for me in this situation? Who to marry? What to do? What decision? How do I do this? Where am I with this situation? I need your help, God. Now, God promises to answer our prayers that are in his will. Now, how, God, how does God answer us? You know, here are the three. God answers, yes, no, and wait. God's will includes what God wants for me. It's his will, his way, his timing, just like this piece of property. So we can expect God to answer our prayers. Yes, no, or wait. If he answers, yes, enjoy. And God is so good, he answers so many of our prayers, yes. 
He just blesses us. He loves to give good gifts to us. Now, if God says no, what is God saying? He has something better for you. See, don't think about it. God, no. The piece of property. Hello. Did God have something better for us? Yes, he did. Was I happy with it initially? No, I wasn't. So now you know your pastor is not perfect. You could ask my wife in two seconds. You know that. None of us are perfect. By the way, how many of you get angry sometimes when God says no? Exactly. But the longer you're a Christian, the more thankful you are that God said no to some of our prayers. When you mature, and what proves that? I've told you this before. What proves that you're so glad God said no to your prayer is when you go to a high school reunion. You see that girl you were dating. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. The problem is she has just seen you. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Can I hear an amen right here? Thank you, Jesus, for no, 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 no. Yes, yes. I'm so glad I married my wife. Hallelujah. Said no to that. The first week I dated my wife, I dated four other girls. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Now, that was before I was a pastor. Okay. <laughs> Now, what happens when God says, wait? What happens when he says, wait? Well, he's growing us. He's growing our patience to trust him. See, he's never early. He's never late. He's always on time. The problem is, it's just not my time. Then Jesus does something very strange. Look at verse 11. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? What is the expected answer from Jesus? Of course, it's no. No father would do that. And then he gives us the true story again. Remember, if you then, though you are evil, evil parents, in other words, human parents, not evil, just not God, know how to give good gifts. You would never do that. You give your gifts, good children. How much more contrast will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to them who ask him? To them who ask. So Jesus moves this situation into the spiritual. He moves it into a different realm. Now, when you think about that, To those who ask, what is one of the problems we have with our prayer life? Here it is, James 4.2. You don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. In our busy world, I've discovered this is sometimes a problem for me. That I'm so busy with things The big deals I'm asking God, but the small things, which I think I can do by myself, I've failed. Now, he's not talking about when you get up for breakfast, do I have scrambled or sunny side up? That's stupid stuff. I'm talking about sometimes we absolutely don't pray enough about the decisions we make. Now, sometimes God is gracious and he blesses us without even asking, 
But sometimes we lack those things in our lives because we don't ask. Look at this. The problem is not unanswered prayer. It's unoffered prayer. I just don't pray about it. I'm independent. I'm so busy. And, and all of a sudden, I discovered I forgot to pray about it. And you know where I find that happening? In my quiet time. In the mornings. When I'm there and I'm meeting with him. By the way, you can get on version. If you don't have version on your iPhone or iPad or Android or something, you should. It's free. There's like 300 million people that use it around the world today. And it's free. And there's uh, some Advent, Christian Advent devotionals that you can use. You get on it. Just sign up for it. It's free. Uh, version. And uh, I, I'm, I'm doing a 25-day thing I'm from Greg Laurie and a 25 thing from Life Church. It's a, a daily devotion every morning during the Christmas time. It's just special. They have thousands of devotionals, but it's a great thing to do. And I find that during that devotion time when I'm praying and using day one, which is another free app that I use, that God just says, did you pray about that? Whoops. No, I just took it for granted. So here's your homework right now. I want you to just stop. We're going to just take a moment to think. And I want you to fill in the blank this morning. I have not prayed for. I have not prayed for. Is it a person? Is it a situation? You've forgotten. You want God's will, but you've simply forgotten. This is a way to remind you. So tomorrow morning when you get up, you can pray for that situation. Because we have not, because we have not. I mean, it's right in front of us. But we put it in our own hands and we just go ahead and do it. Then we go, whoops, that was the wrong decision. We're dependent on God. He loves us to ask him. He's not angry. He, he loves to speak to us. So let me encourage you. Now, notice what he says. How much more will your Father in heaven give you the Holy Spirit? Not give you bread, not give you a job, not give you the spouse you need. He loves all that. So what is he doing? He's removing it that the best gift is spiritual. The real you and me is spiritual. That part of us that will live forever. So what Jesus is saying is, if you ask, God will give you the Holy Spirit to every single person that asks. Well, when does that happen? When you become a Christian, confess your sins, believe in Jesus Christ, ask him to come in, say you're going to follow him. At that moment, God puts the Holy Spirit in you. Every Christ follower has the Holy Spirit, God, the third person of the Trinity inside of them. And then later, he does all these things I'm going to show you. But later, when we get to the book of Acts, Luke liked to talk about the Holy Spirit. Luke is filled with the Holy Spirit. Luke also wrote the book of Acts, which is nothing really but the works of the Spirit. Learning to pray with God's will in mind first can be really difficult and requires our letting God build patience in us. But as Pastor Mark has been teaching, this is God's main goal for our lives. As we learn to submit to the will of the King, we find that our attitudes toward life change. We realize what really is important for us and for living on this earth. You've been listening to Lessons for Living, the teaching ministry of Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Each day here on Lessons for Living, we share messages that Pastor Mark taught at the main campus in Melbourne. 
Maybe you're listening right now in Brevard County and you don't have a home church. And today's message was exactly what you were looking for. Join us for worship. We meet at the Melbourne and Vieira campuses on Saturday night at 6 p.m. and Sunday morning at 8.30 and 10.45 a.m. And those in the Sebastian area can join us Sunday mornings at 10.45 a.m. For more information, call us toll-free at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. Or log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the link to the church website. As Pastor Mark concludes this message, we will learn further how to pray. He will be teaching us about the parameters of prayer, what we should be praying about, and what our attitude should be when we pray. We'll learn that God tells us to be persistent in our asking, and we will get a better idea what persistence is and what it is not. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in, and may God bless you. And together, let's do life right. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.